everybody, welcome to the stream team. I'm Patrick Stinson, and this is where we check out everything that's streaming so that you can just enjoy the good stuff. And today we have a grab bag full of good stuff for you, including Ryan Murphy's Ratchet, which is his newest Netflix offering. And Cobra Kai is getting a second life, and people are loving it. And also, cut, slice, stab. There's a new murder in the woods, but it's not like all the other murders in the woods. We will explain. Joining the stream team today, we have host, film critic, and Dish Nation's go-to Hollywood guy, Andrew Freund. And That's me. we have entertainment and lifestyle <laughs> host and producer, Viviana V. Hill. Thank you both for joining us today. And our first lesson today, gang, is the difference between ratchet and ratchet. Ratchet <laughs> is what happens when the three of us get together for drinks. We do not need <laughs> any explanation on that. Ratchet, however, is what happens when Ryan Murphy and Sarah Paulson get together to make some great television. Am I correct, Andrew? You're correct, but first of all, I'm not allowed to drink on my show. Are we allowed to drink on this show? Because I'm going to go, I'll go get some. You can booze talk right about now. drinking on this show. All I know is don't get ratchet because I'm going to have to take these earrings off and get real ratchet. <laughs> she knows it. Take well. off my hoop. <laughs> She'll cut a bitch, and I've seen it. <laughs> um, yeah, so this brand new show from Ryan Murphy that's coming to Netflix called Ratchet, which is actually a prequel to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. So if you've wow. seen the film from the 70s, the show basically takes place in 1948, and it follows the character of Mildred Ratched and where she came from. So obviously in the film, she is the villain, and she's you, you don't want to mess with her. Now, in the TV show, it's similar, but you also somewhat feel a little bit sorry for her, and she's brilliantly portrayed by Sarah Paulson, Please take a look. Excuse me, you're eating my peach. I don't see your name on it. And who would do that? Do what? Put their name on a peach. Somebody who really wanted it. No one has ever put their name on a peach. I've seen it done. No, you haven't. What are you gonna do about it? What are you, deaf? No. Just thinking of all the things I'm going to do about it. Also about this show is the cast is all-star, as, all, as most Ryan Murphy projects are. We've got Sharon Stone, we've got Cynthia Nixon, of course, we have Sarah Paulson, we have Finn Whitrock, and in true Ryan Murphy fashion, the mise-en-scene, as I'm gonna use from my terms from film school, because yes, I did go to film school, uh, I mean, the sets, the costumes, the lighting, all, they're all indicative of 1948. It's basically like you're stepping back into time, and it's one of the most beautiful shows I've seen. Also, one of the most disturbing shows I've seen uh, because it gets really gory and really dirty and you really get invested in these characters. And I interviewed Sarah Paulson for Dish Nation and I said to her, you know, it's like, I feel bad for her, but also she's, she's deranged. She's crazy. Like you don't want to mess with this woman. Uh, but the show is very entertaining. I, I binged it all within a weekend. I couldn't stop watching it. Um, highly, highly recommend it when it comes out on Netflix. The moment that stream team is over, I am heading to watch Ratched. I mean, Patrick, you're gonna, you're gonna love the show. It is 
wild. So we are, we are getting to know Nurse Ratchet a little bit better. We're also getting to know the folks from Cobra Kai a little better, and people are loving it. Viviana, uh, you told me you loved Cobra Kai, and then oh I had a friend God. text me, and she said, Patrick, I just wanted to see if, uh, I wanted to see what Daniel San was up to. She goes, I watched all of it. Every minute, all loved it. it. It is seriously the best series that is streaming right now. It is incredible. I didn't even know that it existed, as many of us didn't. Of course, it, it premiered on YouTube Red some years ago, and Netflix has acquired it. They're calling it a Netflix original now, so they must have paid a big penny for it. Um, it stars, uh, you know, uh, Ralph Macchio, Daniel LaRusso, and it brings back Johnny Lawrence, his rival in Karate Kid, played by William uh, Zabka. These guys are amazing actors. The chemistry on uh, screen is just as, as good as it was in the 1984 Karate Kid movie. My mom and I sat down to watch it just on a fluke, like, oh, let's check it out. It was my cousin who passed away, Manuel Rivera. Hi, Manuel. He was obsessed with Karate Kid. And so I have an affinity for it as well. One of his favorite lines was, put him in a body bag. I don't know if you remember it. So like the whole time I'm saying this, um, and there's so many like nods to the original. So if you've seen the original, it's even better, but you don't have to have watched it because there are flashbacks. They acquired the rights to Karate Kid, so they show a lot of clips. I mean, there's music, there's lines. Like if you are familiar with these characters, with those scenes, and, and like me and my family who would constantly throw little lines back and forth at each other, you're gonna love this. And the story is so fresh. It really it really makes you think, Was was Daniel LaRusso the good guy or was he was a bad guy? You know, that was was that an illegal kick? Did he cheat in that final swan crane kick to uh, Johnny's face? You know, you, and you really start to see the softer side of Johnny. You know, he looks like he was this big, terrible bully. Well, we learn a lot about his backstory in these series. The season one and season two is out on Netflix now. And thank God, because the season one, you're just dying for more. So amazing. Obviously, Pat Morita is not with us anymore, but it, he is missed sorely in this series. I mean, he would have been absolutely incredible if he had been in it. It's full of the wax on, wax off, paint the fence. I mean, you just, you can't get enough of Cobra Kai. I honestly, I want to watch it again. It was so great. All right, so we're getting a little nostalgic with Cobra Kai. We're also getting nostalgic with Murder in the Woods because it's a new slasher that you will love. Check it out. Woo! Oh, God! Oh, open the door. Didn't you hear the emergency broadcasting? Everybody's supposed to evacuate. Thank God you're here. There's a killer on the loose. Now, it is a brand new slasher. It is available for home viewing, and it looks like all the other slasher films that you like, but with more stabbing, and there's a major, major twist. I got to talk to the filmmakers about this twist, and it's a very interesting take on this slasher film. Well, the idea behind Murder in the Woods is that we grew up watching this type of movies. We never saw, you know, Latinos and people of color represented in, in, in the lead roles, right? So when Yelena and I met at USC, we were thinking of projects where we could, you know, give the, the lead role to, to, to Latinos and people of color. 
especially without stereotypes, right? That was that was a key a key element of, of of this project. Like Louis said, we love the slasher. So I always knew, you know, okay, to make a slasher, this is what it has to be. At the same time, I also have a lot of different influences. Um, I love the whodunits. That's something that, you know, Agatha Christie is a big influence, things like that. So I wanted to make sure that it had twists and turns and that it would keep you guessing at all times. So that was something that I always made sure, okay, I know people are going to think this is what it is on the surface, but I wanted to make sure that it had, you know, like an onion, you're peeling different layers because it's one of those films that you can watch over and over again and they go, oh, how did I miss that? It was there, you know, it was planted. So every time you watch it, you're going to find a new element, which is what happens to me every time I watch it. And I've watched it a million times. And then on top of everything else, you have Danny Trejo. Oh yeah. Who does not want to see Danny Trejo on the big screen? Hello. You kids lost? No, officer, just uh, trying to get some gas. Well, they're out. Gas? won't be any till morning. You know, we want people to enjoy this movie, have a good time, laugh. You know, we're close to Halloween, so, so you know, let's, uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Get it, get it before Halloween, watch it again Halloween, and then try to find all the little pieces of bread that we left, you know, throughout the movie, because everything's there, everything's there. Because a lot of times at the end, people are like, oh, that, I wasn't expecting this, but everything's there. All right, everybody, you should definitely check out Murder in the Woods. You can watch it at home if you're the scary type, or it's also available in movie theaters and in drive-in theaters. All right, we are sticking with murder, though. Why not? Uh, this time, we're talking Unsolved Mysteries, the original, Viviana, not the new one, the original with Robert Sack. That's right. These are the original Robert Stack episodes. They're on Prime. And if, you have, if you've seen the Netflix uh, original that's on it, that's great. They do a great job with it. But this is the OG. Who would commit such heinous crimes and why? Now, Robert Stack, you know, he is known for that deep, commanding voice and presence. He's wearing his signature trench coat and as he's doing these hosts tosses to this incredible show uh i think they have 12 seasons on on uh prime commercial free by the way which is incredible because you know prime likes to throw in those commercials commercial free viewing which is awesome because i love to fall asleep watching it which sounds a little crazy it's not all murder though you know unsolved mysteries is all kinds of stuff it's lost love it's you know crimes that were never solved sometimes it's you know murders obviously um but the reenactments like only the 90s can do them i mean it is just so great and they've totally updated them as well so if there's anything that's going on that they didn't have the updates back in the 90s they will update it and they'll say they've been in jail they're dead now whatever it is you get all of the updates so it's really really great there's so much content out there that is brand new it's kind of cool they've sort of revitalized you know, these older episodes. You watching Unsolved Mysteries as a little girl explains so much <laughs> now. Yeah. Now I get it. Andrew is going to bring us back to more current times with uh, this is our very first quibby we're talking about here on the stream team with Free Rayshon. Andrew? So, yeah. I, Quibi, as you know, came out around April. It, you know, it came out with kind of huge fanfare. People weren't sure what it was, what it's all about. Basically, Quibi stands for Quick Bites. Every episode of a show on Quibi, which is on your phone, 
um, is about seven to eight minutes long. Usually seasons of shows have about 10 to 15 episodes. And one of the shows that I thought was absolutely phenomenal is a show called Free Ray Sean, which is actually nominated for three Emmys this year. And Free Ray Sean stars Lawrence Fishburne, as you know, of course, Lawrence from Blackish and from uh, The Matrix, but he plays a cop. And basically the show centers around Stephen James who plays uh, Ray Sean and his wife played by Jasmine Cephas Jones from Hamilton. Basically uh, the character that Stephen plays Ray Sean is caught at the wrong place at the wrong time, ends up on a police chase, then he ends up barricaded in a building. And then, you know, the show really takes on everything that happens now. There's themes about Black Lives Matter, themes about racial unjust, themes about social unjust, and the show tackles everything. And what, what is amazing about this show is you will watch it and you'll think that was this filmed last week? Was this filmed last month? The show was filmed over a year ago, but the themes are, are so current right now that it is, it's, it's unbelievable. And the way that they shoot it, it's a lot of the scenes are shot kind of POV style. So you, you really think that you're there. Um, and a huge part of the show is social media because Ray Sean, basically, he uses the power of social media to try to get uh, the cr crowds around the world to come towards his defense so he's not, you know, hurt by the police. And I'm not going to give away too much, but uh, I can't say enough about this show. I think it's really actually one of the best things Lawrence Fishburne has ever done. And, wow. And again, the episodes are how long? They're seven to ten minutes. So they're really short. So it's like you'll be watching one and you'll be like, wait, what? Like, I, 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 and you just keep sh shuffling through. And so, you know, basically it takes, I don't know, maybe an hour, over an hour to watch an entire season. I have seven to 10 minutes. I have a lot of free time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're watching like, you're watching an Emmy, you know, a, an Oscar caliber show right. on your cell phone. Which is with, with Oscar caliber talent. I mean, Quibi's gotten, there's a lot of other shows on Quibi as well with, uh, they've gotten amazing talent. I think their budget for content was over a billion dollars. So they spent, they can spend good money to get good content. Love it. All right, we're gonna switch gears completely with Love on the Spectrum. And uh, Viviana, you warned me that uh, I would cry. Um, I cried. Did you watch it? I watched, oh, yeah, good. I watched a little bit, yeah, I cried. I had to turn away, I was like, uh, I can't cry right now. I'm busy, I can't cry. But it was really sweet. It was really nicely done, too. It's so well done. It premiered in Australia a couple of years ago, and it follows nine uh, cast members, nine people who fall on the autism spectrum. And as you guys know, that really, there's so many varying degrees. I love how the show normalizes autism. It's just something that people deal with. It's, you know, a disability that they deal with. And uh, it follows these, these nine people on as they kind of navigate the dating world. Even though I'm on the spectrum, I'm capable of falling in love. Well, I hope we can help you achieve that. I really hope so too. I seriously do. Frankly, it is the only dating show that anyone should watch. It puts all of the other dating shows to shame because it is tender, it is honest, it is vulnerable, and there's no games. I mean, these people are just out telling you what they want, and they're so loving with each other, even on these dates. If it doesn't work, they kind of tell each other, this isn't working for me, and, and you know, let's be friends, let me get your number. Like, it's just so honest and pure. And I, I really love the representation. I love that we're just making these people that we live with every day 
and showing them in a real true light, showing them with their families. And then more than that, even, I think it really highlights the importance of, of how uh, family involvement can really help people with autism st- thrive. You know, every, every person that's in this show has this family that's really involved and really is supportive. And I just think that we really need that for anyone who's suffering from autism, you know, that we know in our families to really reach out and give them encouragement to let them know that they can, they can do anything they want, you know, and these, these young people are, are doing just that. There is season two coming. It's coming in 2021 and they're casting. I think it's going to be new cast members. There was, there was a couple that got engaged on the show. I mean, it's just really pure, true heart, good natured, um, entertainment really for everyone. The whole entire family can watch this. I don't know that kids are going to be that interested in it because it's like, you know, relationship dynamics, but it's a beautiful show. And I really applaud Netflix for highlighting it. And I, and I'm so glad that they're going to be bringing on season two. I watched it and I watched uh, and I thought, oh, Viviana has a soft side. <laughs> I do, Patrick. I don't <laughs> just like, I don't just watch murder mysteries. I love, to... <laughs> but I love, I love representation. I love when we're really bringing people from outside of the shadows. Like these are people who we live with. They're our family. They're our friends. Yeah. Why shouldn't they have a dating show? Not right. everybody on the spectrum wants to date, but these people definitely do. Also, like, not we need more shows than just like The Bachelor or like uh, Hot or Not or any like. I mean, horrible. I've I've seen the show too. It is like you like laugh and you cry. Yeah. I'm not doing any of that on The Bachelor. It's so no. produced. It's like I'm horrible. like, so I it's totally agree with you. Yeah, you see these yeah. people and you want them to find love, like more than you want yourself to find love. You're like, I just really hope it works, and you get so I'm like crying by myself. It was a moment. <laughs> Excellent. Well, listen, love is also the central theme on a show new to Netflix, but not new to the world. Girlfriends is back and people are loving it. I love it. I've been watching it, Patrick. (laughs) Uh, This is really the show that first introduced us to Tracy Ellis Ross. Uh, She's kind of the leader of the pack of four girlfriends, all women of color, all trying to live their best best lives in Los Angeles. But you know, sometimes reality gets in the way of you living your best life. Uh, the show ran from 2000 to 2008 and was created by the super producer, Mara Brock Akil. And now all eight seasons are available on Netflix and it is worth a trip down memory lane. It is definitely worth it. Who doesn't love Tracy Ellis Ross? Come on. Come on. If you don't love Tracy Ellis Ross, you're a monster. My favorite is Persia White. Persia White. She really didn't, we didn't see much of Persia after this. I had a chance to interview her, like, I don't even know how many years ago. She's super cool and still as funky and quirky as ever, but she is such comic relief on this show. Uh, I loved it. I started watching it last week, and it just reminds me so much. I watched a lot of TV as a child, Patrick, as you know. I Who know. knew it would inform my whole career? So thank God I did it. You know so what? I, I, used to, I, used, I used to watch Patrick Stinson on TV as a child, so I'll just throw that right out of there. What? <laughs> well, Andrew, which brings us back to you, because Girlfriends was supposed to be the last episode, the last show we talk about here on the stream team. But when I saw you interview Lawrence Fishburne, about Pre-Ray Sean, you also talked to him about being Cowboy Curtis on Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Iconic, iconic. I mean, first of all, for years, people have told me I look like Pee-wee Herman, so that's been fun. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I can see it. 
I did I an interview see. once. I did an interview once with Paul Rubens. I dressed as Pee Wee Herman. He could have cared less. So that was disappointing. Well, yeah. <laughs> but Andrew, you, you had uh, no idea how much it meant to me to hear you talk about Cowboy Curtis because uh, back in the day, Pee Wee was my guy. And I have uh, props to show you because <laughs> I have oh my Pee Wee God. Herman all that was what? given to me by friends. And also Pee Wee's Playhouse is now available on Netflix. It's been on Netflix for a while. Today's secret word is cool. <laughs> now, you all remember what to do whenever anyone says a secret word, right? Dream. You can check, you can go visit the Playhouse. It's a wacky, wacky place. It, it's described as a children's TV show, but I was a grown man when I watched it. Um, and full disclosure, I never watched it without some type of buzz. Um, <laughs> I would record that thing in Saturday mornings and then go back and watch it uh, some other night in the evening. Um, so my friends gave this doll to me years ago. The show ran from 1986 to 1991, um, and the doll, he talks, he, he's not well though. Okay, so that's how, my, how much I loved it, right? But there's more, because <laughs> there's more. I, wow. don't, I don't know where I got the second doll from. The first one was definitely from friends for a present. I don't know where the second one came from. Maybe heaven. Maybe, I, maybe you put, we fed it at night like Gizmo. Gary, <laughs> I will say like the second that I mentioned uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse to Lawrence Fishburne, he like lit up. Cowboy he Curtis. Loved, yes, he loved being on the show. He said it was like one of the best acting jobs he's ever had on his life and everything you saw on that show, that's how he felt. And I, I mean, he even did the voice for me and I almost fell off my Zoom. Cause he, I, I was like, I watched that show religiously as a child. And so it was, yeah. You know, iconic to talk yes. to Cowboy Curtis. Also, I, the levels of rep representation in that show dude, for that's that what time. I was going to say. Back in the day, like he had all there was inclusion and and all there are all kind of people coming in and out of the playhouse, as you would imagine, a playhouse would have all kinds of people coming in and out. Yeah, even 100%. had a pterodactyl. <laughs> Terry the Terry. Who could forget Terry. Terry. Cherry, Jombie. <laughs> Cherry. Make it like a high, make a honey ho. Make it like a high, make a honey ho. You have your head real like that. Make it like a high, make a honey ho. Viviana, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us on the stream team. Uh, Pee Wee would like to say goodbye, but it doesn't sound great. Patrick, <laughs> what's the word of the day? What's the word of the day? <laughs> stream. Ah! <laughs> Thank you, guys. Patrick. Andrew, so good to see you, Andrew. Good to see you, too. Oh, I miss you guys. Bye, guys. I'll see you all on TV.